Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's market update. Now, yesterday I spoke about some Ethereum profit-making strategies, specifically some profit-making strategies to do with the merge. I'm going to talk about a sector or area of the crypto markets that is not performing as well and some secret facts about exactly how you should navigate this area in the markets. Make sure to stick around until the end so you know to be aware of this area of crypto right now, especially if what I think is the case is that a lot of people do have positions in this area. So make sure to stick around until the end when we see exactly what that current danger zone is and how you should navigate those more dangerous waters. Before we get to that point, however, we're going to start by looking at the BTC, ETH and altcoin charts together and talking through some analysis. Then we're going to look at the top three headlines in the news. Then we'll dive into that danger zone of crypto right now that it is best to approach with real caution. If you open up a BTC chart, go for the 24-hour picture or the five-day picture, you will see that unfortunately action has been crabbish and a little bit downward as well. A lot of that initial demand for BTC and that risk on sentiment that we saw as a result of the lower CPI inflations that came through and a few other positive data points from the US economy seems to have worn off and we find ourselves resumed in this difficult position. Not to mention that, of course, everything that's been going on with China has only exacerbated this situation and the Chinese economy is definitely struggling and this is impacting all risk markets. Next, if you open up a ETHUSD chart, again, look at the 24-hour price action, you will see that whilst ETH is also struggling, it has been outperforming BTC. We all know that next month we have the Ethereum merge coming up. This is a very hot event for Ethereum, and a lot of institutional investors are pouring in demand for Ethereum in the run-up to this event, and this is being reflected through increased demand for the asset. When BTC and ETH, our market leaders, are struggling, what do we expect to see in the rest of the market? Of course, we expect to see that all coins are also generally struggling, and that is the case. Once BTC and Ethereum makes a more positive move, then we might see some altcoins start to run and enjoy some of that positive bid momentum. Now that we've considered the charts, we move on to the top three headlines of the day until we talk about that crypto danger zone that everyone should be aware of. The evaporation of $45 billion of investor capital is not a regular occurrence. How could this have happened and at such speed? Do Kwon stepped out from the shadows this week to give his account of what happened to Luna and UST. So on Monday, Coinage Media released a first public interview with Do Kwon since the collapse of his famous project. Zach Guzman was putting the questions to Do, including whether he would say Terra was a scam. Do replied, Terra was supposed to be a stable coin, and it didn't remain stable. Therefore, it must be a fraud and must be a scam. Adding, I bet big and I think I lost. He was also asked whether he was the crypto version of Elizabeth Holmes, the recently convicted ex-CEO of Theranos. The fraud in this case was for promoting a technology that didn't work. If you're interested about more in this story, there's a great book on it. It's called Bad Blood. 
The crypto community was quick to react to the interview with well-known critic Fat Terra calling it a nothing burger and that the Terra CEO lied about many things. Others compared his current life of luxury to the Tornado Cash developer recently arrested in Amsterdam, encouraged legal action or simply refused to share the video. Currently believed to be residing in Singapore, Doe was served a notice upon arrival by the South Korean Ministry of Justice. This means there is an ongoing investigation he needs to comply with. Last month, authorities raided 15 entities related to Terra Labs. As mentioned at the beginning, uh, the full interview for those interested is available on Coinage. Celsius situation is definitely heating up to about 100 degrees Celsius. I always wanted to use that line. Parties met today for a second day hearing in Celsius's Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings. Celsius received approval to sell Bitcoin its mind in order to meet operational expenses. Celsius is a live story that continues to develop and one that we continue to monitor and watch. So now we move on to top headline three, which is about the Fed, who are having a crypto-oriented week. They released the final guidance for novel financial institutions to access the master accounts needed to participate in the global payment system. This guidance creates a multi-tiered system for granting access, each with more strict guidelines. So only tier one banks will have access to FDIC insurance, tiers one and two would be subject to prudential supervision, and the third tier would most likely apply to crypto banks and would have neither FDIC insurance nor prudential supervision. A lot of jargon there. I think the main takeaway from this is just that the Federal Reserve may see potential opportunities in crypto, but they also want banks to know that it poses risks as well. After publishing the guidance, they released an open letter advising banks to check with their central bank supervisor before engaging with crypto. So guys, now we're at the part in the call that everyone's been waiting for, that danger area that everyone should be aware of, and it is at the moment the NFT markets. Since June, we have seen rallies in traditional crypto assets like Ethereum, which is now actually up over 100% from lows. In crypto, we often see profits from one sector flow into another. So how has the NFT market performed and how can we use this data to aid our investment decisions? One helpful metric that is provided to us by Nansen is the NFT 500 index. This basically tracks the performance of the top 500 NFT collections. If you were to open that graph today, you would see that whilst there was an initial rally during June, the market has since dropped to new lows. So when looking over the long run, we have seen very much a downward trend since February. Unlike traditional crypto assets such as Bitcoin, each NFT is unique and investors cannot split them into multiple parts. This means that liquidity, or in other words, the ability to buy and sell an asset at the market price is essential when making investment decisions. That begs the question, how can we get a feel for liquidity? Well, we can use transaction volume to understand the liquidity of the current NFT market. If you were to open up current transaction volume, you'd see that we've been in a downtrend since May. This demonstrates that there is little liquidity within the NFT market. That's why I told you at the beginning of this call that it's a danger zone. It's a combination of the NFT 500 index trading downwards and the transaction volume trading downwards and what that means for poor liquidity. So what does this all mean for investors in NFT markets? 
Well, on-chain data tells us that whilst there have been rallies for Bitcoin and Ethereum, the NFT market has yet to see a resurgence. But how can we use this data to inform our investment decisions? Three things. Number one, do not look for short-term investments right now. There is no evidence that a return to an NFT bull market is likely in the short term. Invest accordingly. Number two, look for projects right now that may be undervalued. Whilst many projects will never reach all-time highs again, there may be future strong performance which are currently undervalued. Use a research process to filter potential opportunities. Number three, use the low liquidity environment to your advantage. During poor market conditions, some asset holders are in desperate need for capital. Take advantage of this situation by offering to purchase assets at a price below market valuations is the end of today's market update call. We've looked at the charts, we've looked at the top headlines, and we have also considered a potential danger zone in the crypto markets right now. But despite those dangers, how we might navigate that situation as an investor. Thank you very much and goodbye.